All right. Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. I'm your host, Cody Leakin, and this week we're going to be focusing on how to love each other and our enemies as we continue in our series, Unashamed. community group leaders this week we have joe here joe thanks for so much for joining us it's always good to be here cody (laughs) thanks for having me yes we love having you and if in case you haven't heard yet and by this point i would hope you have heard group link is coming up october 6th so it's this next thursday that we've got on the calendar depending on when you listen to this podcast but be sure to check that out registration links for leaders are in the email love to have you there we're going to have food and it's going to be a great time and i am looking forward to getting people plugged into groups it's going to be a great time yep all right so joe i want to take the leaders on a a trip behind the scenes this week so while no one's going to know otherwise we originally had slated on the preaching calendar that it would be romans 8 we had a little shift and this week as you were discerning through the spirit in preparation and in the moment that kind of differed. And so you landed on Romans 12. Can you kind of bring us in with that thought process yes, on you? And behind the how, scenes, yeah. no one will know until now. Right, yes. until now. But like okay. that discernment, that discerning gut, like how yeah, did the spirit so lead you differently? At, each week I look at the passages that we as a congregation are going to read through, through our daily devotional. Yeah. And uh, we had around 1,100 people buy those things. And so and uh, we've had good responses and how they're working in people's lives and giving them that, that time with the Lord. And so as I looked at how quickly we're reading through the book of Romans, yeah. you know, I've done series on Romans that have taken half the year in the past. It's and a deep so book. We're covering a ton of, of, of content. And uh, I wanted the major message of the therefore, because all of this is true. I wanted the therefore to be our, yeah. our action point. And I'm more of, a, uh, of an exhorter. I love to exhort people of who we can be if we just believed God at this and followed him. And so that's why I landed on Romans 12. I think it's also very, very practical for us today on how we're loving each other and how we're loving our enemies. Yeah. After hearing the run-through, the the call to love others is so true. And it can be so easy in this world, especially with all of the keyboard warring we've got hiding behind a screen. And so it really helps to humanize other people and to see, like, this is our call as the church. Yes. And so I like that. That's awesome. So this week, we started out with Romans 8 on Monday. And with that passage, therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This message that Jesus changes everything. Mm-hmm. For those who've accepted Christ, we are set free from our sins. The freedom of the Spirit here in chapter 8 is just really that pivotal moment for us as believers that we just no longer hold on to our shame and guilt. And in the series called Unashamed, I just felt like that was just so applicable to where we're at. And especially coming out of Sunday's reading, where we're in Romans 7 with the law and sin and seeing how those kind of go together and then how Jesus changes that. And that's just so huge for me this week. I was really digging that. And then Tuesday's passage was Romans 12. And that's what we're anchoring in for this week's time of study. And so can you give us the direction that you're going with this message, some of that background information? So Jesus gave a new law uh, of which the summary of the Old Testament Ten Commandments would be you know, kind of provided in. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Hmm. And then um, love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22 is really key on what are the 
two big commandments. And the first commandment is loving God, and the first four commandments of the Ten are about how do you love God, and you shall have no other gods before me, and do not make graven images, and on keep the Sabbath holy. So you have those four, and the remaining six are on how do we love our neighbor. And so I think Romans 12 is the um, kind of the manifestation of that law, that new mm. law that God has given us as followers of Jesus. We'll be known by our love for him and known for our love for each other. Yeah. Very applicable. Like you had mentioned earlier with your exhortation, like we've got a call and That's right. we're getting ramped up this weekend to go and That's do it. Right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Super yep. awesome. Yep. So you started to allude to that, but what does this week's passage teach us about God? Okay, so it starts out in Romans 12, verses 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to present your bodies as living sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And so you have that picture of um, a sacrifice in the Old Testament that had to be uh, purified. It was a without blemish or spot, so it was the first and the best. So this means I bring the first and the best to God of myself. But then it also goes, uh, be transformed, don't be conformed anymore to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so with your body and your mind, we're all called into, God is inviting an all-in relationship with him, and we're to know that he is holy and he's just and he's loving, and he's the one, uh, because he has given us his mercy through the gospel, he has now taught us, through his love, how to love others. Hmm. Yeah, that's really helpful. So as you're taking your study through this week, there's a lot going on in Romans. There's a lot going on in Romans 12. Yes. What else did you cover in your time of study that would be helpful, but you just can't get to in the message to keep keep us within our time limits? So every, you may not know this listening people, but um, every week on Thursday morning, we do a run through with as many staff as want to be there. And we invite them into listening to the message that I'm going to be preaching and then giving me feedback. What what did they hear from it? What's going to be some of their takeaways? And we do this so that if there's any major changes that need to happen before the weekend, yeah. I have enough time to do it. The second reason we do it is because it gives me an actual day off where I've gone through the message and I'm not worried about what am I going to say in the yeah. upcoming weekend. Every weekend is that preparation for the message and for me. And so it helps me do that. And what we realized is I've got so much content this week that I only have time enough to talk about loving others and loving enemies. Hmm. And so I'm going to be giving about a three-minute or three to five-minute expose on um, – our view of God, our relationship with God, and our relationship with ourself that moves us to love others and even love our enemies. And so um, I learned just that whole concept of how does God view the body? Um, what, it, what do we have? We have the mind of Christ. So with those two things, we can, we can know God, we can understand God, and then we can present our thoughts and our emotions and our actions and behaviors to God as manifestations of worship to Him. So that's the first thing. And then secondly is how we view ourselves will ultimately be, um, how do I view myself in the realm of the purpose that God has for me? Where Paul talks about the gifting of the Spirit, he goes into all those gifts, 
And that's where it really took a deep dive, and I'm not yeah. going to be using much of it for the message, but a fuller understanding is the reason why I don't sit on the sidelines is because the Spirit of the living God has given me gifts mm-hmm. that He empowers in me to go and make a difference with the gospel. Yeah, I love that call. The reason I don't sit on the sidelines yeah. is because of the gifts that God has given me. And that That's right. That's huge. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so as we look into these application questions, I want to start out and read two passages. We'll read one, talk about it, and then read the other so that sure. we, we can orient ourselves to where we're at here. So Romans 12, uh, 9 through 13 reads, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be consistent in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. So this passage is looking at loving others. And so when we read this, who's going to come to mind and what does that genuine love look for them? Yeah. So as I looked at this, is there going to be people, brothers and sisters in in Christ. These are going to be people in my family. These are people who are kind of close because it talks about primarily um, gospel-oriented things there, being rejoice in hope. You have to have the gospel to rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Got to have the gospel to do that. Uh, Constant in prayer. This is all, (laughs) you know, excuse me. These are all the picture of what the body of Christ does together and how we live in community and love each other well. And so I'm going to always be thinking of how I can do that. And, you know, when we come to church, every one of us, um, at least on our ministry team, has things to do. And what we need to do, what, um, what that means for us is it's easy to uh, just focus on what you, you know, getting things done yeah, rather than receiving people coming alongside them. Hmm. So I've tried to make myself more and more available on the weekend for people and conversations when they're already here. Yeah. Uh, rather than wait for people to call when they go through a difficult time. Yeah. Reaching out to them. Um, for me, that genuine love, I found great power in just praying for people. Yeah. Um, whether that be for my family, friends, having their name come before me in my time with prayer with God has just been really helpful to, to not be so selfish mm-hmm. in those relationships and to really genuinely put them before God and say, all right, God, this is what I have for you for these people. And sometimes it like with my grandma and her health concerns, mm-hmm. like, I don't really know what those all entail, but I can give those to God and just say, God, I need you to take care of this. And sure. I don't know what that looks like. And so by creating that genuine love where it's, it's not self-serving and it's showing honor by giving them to God and giving that up. Like that's been really helpful for me. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So the passage we continue on in verse 14, this is where it gets tough, Cody. So why don't you read this and try to get our minds around that? Yep. This is, this gets difficult here. Uh, Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. 
If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so kind of in that same vein of those questions before of like, who's coming to mind and how do I remarkably love them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that word remarkable is, um, in other words, is such a contrast to the pattern of this world when someone offends you or um, sins against you or causes you hurt or suffering. Mm. And here the body of Christ were to be known. They really were to be known as people who uh, bless those who persecute them. Mm. Um, that's a high standard. Very. But if you look at um, some, even in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul used to persecute Christians. Yeah. And ultimately, um, the gospel was kind to him God, because it showed the, the love and the mercy of God that reached out to the worst of sinners, as Paul calls himself. And yet he, show, he was shown the beauty and the glory of, of the gospel. And so the church is going to be that platform. And here's someone who used to be a persecutor and now is a preacher of the gospel. Yeah. And he saw it in his own life how that kindness changed everything, the kindness of God that we reflect. And if we want to make our lives about God, then we got to reflect who Jesus is. We can't just do what's reasonable and rational. We need to do what's godly. Hmm. And so for me, as I look at that, um, who comes to my, my mind? I look, at, um, I look at a stereotype of a group of people that really annoy me, hmm. who I have kind of relegated into just them. Yep. And... I think every, no matter where you are in society, no matter where you stand in politics, no matter how you view the world or how you view the church, there's the us and them mentality. And if you look at this passage, it confronts every one of those judgments that I've made in my mind to tell me I don't have a case to act like this. I ultimately have to go back to my relationship with Christ, which was enemy-based. I was an enemy of God. And now I'm a child of God, which is why Paul says, beloved. We're beloved, and because we're beloved, we need to be willing to live like the beloved of God and reflect more of Christ. Yeah. I, I think about how difficult it is for me to love, like that faceless other person. Yeah. And it's really hitting me on how hard, like, if it's hard for me to love them, but yet I, the things that I've done and sinned against God, but he still loves me. That's right. And so now that I'm made new in him and I'm under his authority now, ought to I not love others just like that? And so thinking that through that lens, it's it's really hard. And going back to what how I answered the other one, praying for the them group, those mm-hmm. people over there, is really difficult for me, but it's really helped to try to see like, there's another side. Yep. And just because we look at things differently doesn't make us, we don't have to be enemies. Yeah. And so learning how to love the world and coming alongside them so I'm not judgmental, but still like remaining true to the scriptures is really a difficult task, but it's really what we are called to do as we see here in Romans 12. That's right. That's right. Awesome. So Joe, will you pray as we go about closing up our time here together? I'd love to. Father, thank you for your word that it's true and it's right and it's good and it's best for us. We know that your word stands in contrast to our culture And it stands in contrast with the natural way of our thoughts and minds apart from Christ. So we confess to you, we need the gospel. We need Jesus to lead us and guide us. Jesus, thank you for living and dying and rising for us, living by teaching us how to love. 
uh, dying, for, show us the, for showing us the extent of your love, and resurrecting to show us the hope of your love, that it's eternal life with you forever. Since this is our future, would you guide our present? Would you restore brokenness in our relationships with each other and with our, even with our enemies? And may Jesus become greater on earth as he is in heaven. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Don't forget about group link. I'll have that link in the email for registration. And next, I have a niche call for all of the dads, grandfather figures of daughters or young women. We have a daddy-daughter dance coming up on October 7th. It's the day after group link, so you won't have to worry about missing group link. It'll be a great opportunity for us as dads to show what it looks like to be that godly role model in the daughter's in our lives, whether your dad, grandpa, father figure, we'd love to see you there. Spots are filling up, so make sure you get yours and register early and come on out. It's going to be a great time. Now, this is kind of a little bit off subject here, and it's not necessarily like come to the church for daddy daughter dance, but when I was growing up and my sisters went to the daddy daughter dance, my mom took me out and we had a dinner together. Ah, so as we look at filling okay, up our mom, schedules, moms, moms, grandmas, and yeah. those motherly figures in sons' lives, we also have a call for you on that. If that's something to help you kind of think a little bit differently on that, I yep. know it meant a lot to me, and I still remember those meals with my mom. And yep. so, as we go about taking that's this true. time to intentionally parent and be that figure in people's lives, over in our kids' lives, we look forward to hearing about how that goes for you. That sounds great. Yeah. With that, that's all we've got for you today. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye, everyone.